Hello, welcome to Codependent and Shit, a real ass bitch talking about real ass shit. Um, I'm recording an episode finally. I just got back from being out of town. I went for like four or five days to go visit friends in Idaho. I live in California and I just decided to get away and take a break from everything and I thought it wasn't going to help. I was like, what is that going to do? And everyone's like, yeah, just go, just go get away. It really did help. And not only just the distance of being somewhere new helps, but also I went to go stay with people that I knew um, are like soul family, like really genuinely like are my friends, are people that care about me. And it really helped to go spend time with those people who like really know me and like, you know, like I said, soul family. Like, man, if you are going through stuff, Um, and you have, you can afford a break, go take a break, go be with people that nourish you and love you for who you are. It will help. Anyways, I won't keep going on. Um, I decided I wanted to record another episode about love addiction and codependency because that is my most listened to episode. And to me, that says people are looking this up. People are looking this up because people are suffering and not only are they suffering, they're awake to their suffering, they're waking up. It's happening. People are becoming self-aware. And I can't even believe how many different countries I see I have listeners from. And not like all over the world, people are realizing they're codependent or they're a love addict or they're a sex addict. Like, and they're, they want to get better. And that's amazing. It's so freaking cool. I love it. Um, obviously it's not a fun process, but the fact that you care and you're aware is amazing. Um, it's amazing. So, um, I winded up getting this book, I think last week, Facing Love Addiction by Pia Melody. Um, it was written, I think it's 1991, um, which was crazy to me. Like, this is, this has been a thing for so long and no one really, like, knows about it um this book is i heard considered the bible of slaa um sex and love addicts anonymous um i've almost finished it it's so good guys like if you want to get a book that's like really gonna get to the nitty gritty of all this stuff i recommend this book um there's a couple things I'm like don't necessarily agree with, but I'll I'll mention that later. But other than that, like I can't put it down because it's literally like I'm reading my life. <laughs> like it is crazy. And I really like that she goes in depth about like why codependency has to do with love addiction. And she actually has another book. I think it's called Facing Codependence. Um, and they say read that first. Um, because actually Pia Melody talks about in her book that, um, you love, you really actually won't realize you have love addiction unless you do some codependence work, which now makes sense for me personally, why I didn't stumble into love addiction until I did work around codependency. But at the root of the addictions, whether it's sex addiction, love addiction, gambling addiction, shopping addiction, all the fucking addictions is codependence issues. And, um, so I'm going to start, I just wanted to like, honestly share you some things I read in the book that direct from the page. I was like, yo, I got to share this. Um, so here's 
the distinction between love addiction and codependence um, it's just one of the chapters, but this is just a part I wanted to share. When the pain of codependence gets too intense, many of us turn to an addiction to medicate the pain because we do not know any other way to get relief. We find a substance, compulsive behavior, or person to soothe the pain caused by our inability to be in a healthy relationship with ourselves. If the substance, compulsive behavior, or person does a good job, we keep the process going, even though harmful consequences occur more and more often. <clears throat> Eventually, we become addicted to the substance, person, or compulsive behavior. The function of an addiction is to remove intolerable reality. Woo! Boom. To remove intolerable reality. That's why. That's why we get into every addiction. Drugs, alcohol, everything, man. And I've gone down the spectrum with all of them. Um, a lot of people do. Part of why I've been feeling so... Um, down is I realize like I don't just have like a love addiction thing I have like a food addiction thing I binge eat um not every day but I do that as a coping thing um I spend I'll spend money as a coping I realized so many and it made me realize like oh my god I just feel so fucked up but I need to not look at it that way because I just have at least I have the awareness around it um, let's see. So not all codependents are love addicts. Also, um, a love addict turns to a person and to compulsive behavior within a relationship as a drug of choice for removing the pain of the difficulties in their relationship with themselves. Um, as I've mentioned, if a person feels like a drug, it's probably not a healthy relationship because I don't think healthy love feels like drugs. Um, also something she talks about is these relationship dynamics that love addicts get into and codependents do as well which is usually where and they say this the same about attachment theory it's very similar the concepts are the same i think they say the most common duo is and they call well pia melody calls it a co-addicted relationship is with an avoidant person and an attached and in the case of this book, it would be a love addict, and they call it an avoidance addict. So basically, like, they're kind of like total opposites, but they trigger the same things within each other. Um, the love addict was has some sort of, like, abandonment issues, and, you know, is, like, more pushy, clingy, wants more. And the avoidance addict actually had, like, enmeshment issues with their family, um... Or some, something in their past, some sort of over-enmeshment is what they say, to where now they don't want to, like, be enmeshed in a relationship. Like, they get freaked out. Um, you also, I guess, can switch. You can switch from being the love addict in a relationship to being the avoidance. And I actually realized in one of my relationships, I did that. And I think in certain scenarios, with certain people too, because with some people, I'm a total love addict, but with some people I've entered some sort of dating scenario with, I will be the avoidance addict. So I actually struggle kind of with both. It's so weird. It's really interesting though. The fact that you can be in a relationship and you guys can switch the roles is really interesting. But either way, it's not healthy. Um... But something I wanted to note is she says a co-addicted relationship is not based on healthy love, but on extreme positive and negative intensity. So we feel this 
intense ups, intense downs, and then we think, oh, this is love, but it's not. It feels like passion to us because it's such a roller coaster. It's so up and down, and we equate that to passion and love, and it's not. It's not even healthy. I get I've been there. I feel that. I feel that too. I've been like, oh, that's passion. Oh, it's just so passionate. It was so passionate. It's not passion. It's toxic. And if you're in a relationship that is up and down every week, it's, you have to look at it like you're addicted to that intensity, but you're, it's not healthy. And I don't know. I think those are fun for a little, but at some point it becomes so miserable. You have no stability. None. Like, it's awful. Um, I'm drinking coffee as usual. I'm just going to look at a couple more things I had wanted to point out in this book. Um, Oh my god. Yeah, okay, this part. These concepts of this intense love and stuff. And this over-enmeshment love and codependency it is like preached about in songs in movies we don't even realize that our media is literally like preaching codependent and toxic relationships and so then we think that's normal so then she mentions it in her book this concept is reinforced in romance novels movies and love songs today and many men many men and women are strongly influenced by it some people may even reason it must be possible to connect this way to such a hero or else why would there be so many movies books or songs about it um, the problem with this line of thought is that the relationships depicted there actually reflect unhealthy relationships based on intensity, delusion, and unrealistic expectations and not mature, healthy love. Go listen to the radio. I'm so over turning on the radio and every song, if I go shopping, I go to a store and the radio's on. Not every song, but usually it's some dumb love song and it's about like how obsessed in love they are or or it's a problematic and he's my drug and then if he's your drug girl run he's toxic if you're some song i heard recently i mean this is an older song it's like if you're if our love is tragedy why are you my clarity bitch like stop stop shut up he ain't your clarity he's not your clarity if your love's tragedy split the fuck up okay there's a reason it's not working so over I used to listen to those like Eminem songs from like 12 years ago, wherever he was like literally talking about um, domestic violence in his songs. And I was like, oh my God, this just like relates so hard. And I'm like, now I look at that, I'm like, what? Why was I thinking that was like cute and romantic? Like, that is so sick. <laughs> That's so sick. Um, something else she mentions about love addiction love addicts is we have this expectation for unconditional positive regard from our partners actually from like everyone but you especially put that pressure on your partner um and that's irrational like you can't expect someone to always be accepting and positive and just being like this cheerleader 100% of the time like everyone has their own different feelings and views and your partner might not agree with everything you're gonna do and he's entitled he or she's entitled to that 
You can't expect that. They're entitled to their view, they're entitled to their opinion, and you're not always going to agree. So if you're going to get upset when they don't agree with something or they're not having the best day, like it's just problematic because everyone's their own person. So it's just, you can't expect that. Um, so she mentions that in the book. She says, not only is it irrational to expect unconditional positive regard from another person, it seems preposterous to expect, expect a person who is trying to avoid intimacy to take care of us. Love addicts whose skewed thinking tells them that their parents can give them unconditional positive regard and take care of them are experiencing a failure in their relationship with themselves. I meant to say partner, not parents. <laughs> Oops, that sounded weird. This is not incest, I promise. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, you can't expect someone to just agree with you and like a healthy relationship is where you can see that your partner is having not the greatest day or your partner can't even sometimes they can't always hold space for you. Like you can always expect your your partner to, to just be that like everyone's their own person, just like you don't expect your friends to like always be willing to like you know if you need to call and talk they can't make they maybe they're busy that day like you know everyone's their own person that's um something she talks about in her book about like when you tried to get into like healthy relationships um let's see what else here i wanted to this is huge okay i'm just gonna read this part because this is the core of codependency and every addiction out there this is the no matter what thing you're gonna try to work on healing the root problem is the relationship with the self the that's the core that is where you need to go hard on healing because that's that all these addictions are a manifestation of an unhealthy relationship with the self all these addictions no matter what label we put on them like I said I know I said like oh don't get caught up in the labels and I'm using a lot of labels and I'm finding myself really into the this love addiction label but I still don't like them and I'm still at the end of the day all these labels are just they are labels for adaptive behaviors developed in childhood it's just people found a way to categorize them but it's all just adaptive behaviors ways we learned to cope that carried on because we didn't we developed an unhealthy relationship with the self we abandoned ourselves or etc um i want to read this our ability to face reality is directly related to our ability to have a healthy relationship with ourself, which means loving the self, protecting the self, identifying the self, caring for the self, and moderating the self. Living out of such a healthy, centered relationship with the self allows us to face the reality of who we are, who others are, who the higher power in our lives is, and the reality of our current situation. Developing these abilities and perception is the core of recovery from codependence, but when we do not acquire a functional internal relationship and sense of adequacy, the pain that results inside of us and in our relationships with others and with our higher power often leads us into an addictive process to alleviate the pain quickly. That's it. That's all of it. Um, that's why, like, I've said 
when I was trying to really heal codependency and I was like going to meetings, I realized I just, what, how do I really heal this? Because I couldn't really get a straight answer from any source. And I just realized it was around my relationship with myself. And that's a hard thing to change. It's really hard because you've been in the pattern for so long. Like I'm realizing why just my story of healing thus far seemed like such a train wreck. It's like because it's supposed to because you're literally breaking apart a mold that's been this way your whole life. It's really hard work, but it's working. You're doing it. Um, I don't think I'm going to read any more from the book, but like I said, I highly recommend if you're looking into love addiction... I would recommend this book 100%. Um, If you're looking into codependency, I'd probably recommend her book. I didn't read it, but I'd recommend her book Facing Codependence because she seems to really know her shit, yo. It's great. Um, And I really like that she goes into the dynamics of the whole avoidance addict and the love addict and how that's such a common duo. Why she also goes into why these types are attracted to each other, what they trigger in each other that makes them addicted to each other, and a lot about the avoidance addict, like what they went through potentially in the in their childhood um, or in the past that made them become an avoidance addict. And something interesting she says is basically like if you had love addicted parents, that'll make a avoidance addict kid, and then an avoidance parent will create a love addict it's so it's so weird I mean it's just so interesting um what they say about it like what it makes sense though if you read about it it makes sense um that it triggers these things within you and then you kind of go the opposite way but um at the core of both these two that are in a codic relationship and an avoidance addict and a love addict is they both fear intimacy so you actually, you come together because you both fear the same thing, actually. Um, because I wrote this down. Love addicts consciously want intimacy, but can't tolerate healthy closeness. So they must unconsciously choose a partner who cannot be healthy in an intimate way. So it's like, if you keep running into emotionally unavailable people, if your pattern is always loving people that are emotionally unavailable... You are emotionally unavailable. Our relationships are sacred mirrors. And this is reflecting back to you. You are emotionally unavailable too. And it seems hard to come to that realization when on a conscious level you're like, no, I'm not. I want a relationship. I want love. Yeah, you can say that all day. But when someone presents themselves who seems to actually really want you and have interest, if you push that away, you don't. You don't want a relationship because then when one potentially presents itself, you push it away. And that is an unco- on an unconscious level for you. But that's the stuff you have to pay attention to. You could say all day you want this, but what are you choosing in your actions? What are you choosing when in the moment you can have it? You're choosing you don't want it. And you're choosing these people that can't, you know, you know on some level can't be with you. You know if you date that person across the country that... How available are they for you? You know if you try to get with that married person, how available are they going to be for you? Or that person in a relationship? 
or that person who just got out of a relationship. How available to a relationship are those types of people? You know they're not. And that's part of why you're drawn to them. Because they're not going to give you real love and intimacy. And you're afraid of it. So you're like, perfect. This is great. I'm into this. And then you wonder where you go crazy. It's self-sabotage. It's also self-sabotage. Um, because at the end of the day, we want to be loved. But man, we got to fucking work past our bullshit. That's blocking us from what we want. It's not. It's crazy. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where else I was going to say. Um, besides that... With my own experience lately, um, after realizing like love addiction is heavy for me, like a thing affecting me, I, I really had to have a little time of really being sad that to see what this addiction has done to my adult life. Like, of course, I already have mourned my childhood stuff and been sad about it, but I've never... Um, I didn't really look at what has happened in adult life from anything I'm struggling with, like, addiction, anything. And so, it really had to take some time to feel sad and be like, look what this has done in my adult life. Um, I feel guilty and I feel like I owe people apologies and I want to explain and I don't necessarily know if I need to do that, but... You definitely need to take time to sit with those feelings, as with any feeling. Um, But I just want to say that at the end of the day, do this for you. If you're on this healing journey, and I'm I'm sure you are if you're listening to this. I'm sure you are if you've listened to the other episodes. Do this for you because you are done and you want to be happy and you want to get past this so you can have real love healthy love so that when real love presents itself you don't run away or so that you don't shut a person out who's just trying to love you and so that you don't keep chasing these people that you know can't love you um something I want to say about emotional unavailability is that emotional unavailability is emotional inauthenticity So if you're not being authentic with a person from the jump, like I said, if you're codependent, and like my first episode, I said if you're codependent, you're probably prone to this, you're you're being unavailable. If you're being unreal, if you say you want something you don't want, if you're cool with something you're not cool with, if you're contorting who you are, if you're bending to be this appealing person to this avoidance addict, whatever, that's not authentic. And there's so many goddamn... Um, dating coaches and all this shit on the internet and it's getting so annoying that preach they're basically teaching women I mean men too get they have coaches for men but this is directed at women and I think it's gross that they're preying on them because they know they can make money from it they teach you how to act like you love yourself act like you love yourself this guy's coaching women like oh like it's basically like how to be it's an act So what happens when you put on this act, like you have self-worth and all this, and then the guy, you get the guy because you did everything the coach said, but at the end of the day, you don't really have that self-love. It's going to fall away and the guy's not going to be into you. 
because it was a fake act. Don't act like you love yourself. Love yourself. Have self-worth. Um, a lot of people are going to dating coaches because they're struggling with relationships because they're stuck in these same dynamics I'm talking about. And they're going to go to a dating coach when they're skipping past all the steps. You cannot just go decide to do dating coaching to fix why you keep chasing unavailable men. That's an inner problem. You need to do the the inner work with yourself. And I know these coaches are taking them and letting like, yeah, I will help you. And they're just running it into the the same cycle over and over. Here, how to act like you don't care to keep your avoidance addict in your dumbass cycle. No, fuck a dating coach. Go find a coach that's going to teach you how to heal your core problems within yourself. This is not a dating problem. This is a you problem. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I'm not going to make this episode very long, but I really appreciate the people that have reached out to me. It's the best to hear from you guys. I can't believe people are listening to my show. It is, um, God, I can't even explain how happy it makes me that anyone says to me, oh my God, this is helping. Like, God, that's everything from you guys. Thank you. And if you even just add me on Instagram, I love that. I want to connect with you. I want to be friends. Like, let's just do this together. Shit's hard and you need community. And I'm always willing to listen and talk and hold space for you. And um, if you want to do that, my in the show notes, I have my contact info, well, my Instagram, and you can email me at codependentandshit at gmail.com. Also, on the App Store, or um, <laughs> on Apple um, Apple Podcasts, if you can give me a good rating and even leave a review if you like, I so appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for everyone who listens. Love it. And just keep healing. Just keep doing the work. It's hard work, but it's so worth it. And I'm right there with you every step of the way. Thank you. Bye.